to the other party, I didn't vibe. When you know we get lit and come alive. And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah. Welcome to the other party, I didn't vibe. When you know we get lit and come alive. And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah. Hey, it's Chris, and welcome to the first episode of the Daily Tech After Party for the new year, 2021. Here in America, things are a little bit crazy, and I can imagine if you're listening from outside of America, maybe things feel crazy too. So it feels a little weird recording this podcast right now, but I want to do it because I know some people would like to take a break from all the craziness that uh, is reality right now. I guess on a different note, I would feel like just saying it'd be hard to feel optimistic about a lot of the things happening in the world, just the future, if I didn't have some kind of a hope for a better future. And I'm trying to just picture in my head, how are people dealing with everything? And I made a, a special episode of the podcast a while back. It's called... OMG, he's a creationist, <laughs> and just an interesting discussion on people's um, perceptions of my worldview, and I'd like to think it's a friendly talk and approach to that very issue of hope and future. If you find yourself bored or bummed out or just wanting a distraction further from everything, that's something you can look up. It's in the podcast archives. But with that said, let's get into a little bit of the after party here. Today, I just want to start off by talking about the latest video, which was called Make Any Desk Setup Extra Worth It. Tips, products, brands, etc. And somebody pointed out in the comments already, man, this guy likes to use extra worth it all the time. And yeah, I, I do use that frequently. I looked at, <laughs> I think it's seven out of the last 10 most popular videos all contained the word worth in the title. Interestingly enough, that kind of uh, was a shock to me, but I admit that with that knowledge of mind, I went ahead and added it to the latest video title just because I think it does represent what I'm trying to give people, which is value. So for instance, this process of, and I guess if you haven't seen the video, it's the first in you know what I plan on having be like, a, I don't know, four or five part mini series of a bunch of episodes just talking about my new desk setup my new office as a home office so work from home people get a lot out of it i think people working at, at any job too that's not just out of the house would get something out of it because desks a lot of people use desks <laughs> so this first episode it's really like the before i had a temporary desk setup in my office there's not much else in the office space it's an older desk that I just had laying around and it's got my old super ultra wide monitor. And this is what I've been using for a few months here after I moved in. And finally it was like time I needed to, I wanted to build out what basically is my dream office. Cause I need a place to work. I need a place where I can do some filming too, outside of just this studio space that I've set up. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm not sure how the video is going to do, I've had some desk setups that have done very well in the past, several hundred thousand views, and I know it's the kind of subject that people like. I know I personally follow some interesting Instagram accounts that show off some cool desk setups, and yeah, it's a popular subject 
although it's not something that I talk about too frequently on the YouTube channel. So we'll see how it does this uh, first episode. But regardless of how it does, I had a blast making this video. And for me, if I go into it with the mentality of I just need to get a bunch of views, the video doesn't do well. But if I go into it and it's something that I'm actually into and enjoying, having fun with, then it just has its own natural legs. And it does as good as it does. And that's all that I really care about. And along those lines, it's funny because I remember reading somewhere that that old Charlie bit my finger video from YouTube of the past, surely you remember it, it became like the the driving force for that person. It was like their whole business was like managing that one video. And I think all YouTube channels probably have some videos like that. Now that person, they just uploaded it and they didn't really have a business plan probably when they did it. It just was uploaded and took off and things have changed. Channels do have business plans and stuff and are very tactical about what they post. And I do put a lot of strategy into the channel and, and the things that I create. I would be not very smart, I don't think, as a person trying to run a business if I didn't. But I can say I can think of one video in particular that does super well on the channel. It's got 2.6 million views right now. I think that's our highest viewed video right now. And it just perpetually seems to do well. And I've made other videos that were similar that have done okay, but just nowhere near that same level of awesomeness. I don't know, something about that video. It's an iPad uh, app-related video. And you know what? I think it has worth in the title too. But yeah, I don't know. It just happens. So what I, I guess the point of driving at is I could just make whatever and that video and some other videos, they're just going to keep doing good no matter what kind of. And then eventually I'm going to end up making another one that's more or less going to do well too. And so every video, it doesn't have to be a hit. But there are, are also videos as a creator that I make that are just like favorites. They're just fun. I just look forward to them. And sometimes I, I like to sit back and actually watch it when it's all done and be like, yeah, I feel like I'm proud of this one. I, I did good here. I think there's value and I ticked as many boxes as I could for the audience. And I feel like this video, uh, the Make Any Desk Setup, extra worth it. I feel like this is one of those videos. I really enjoyed myself. And I, I don't know. We'll see what the feedback is. But I'm, I'm seeing some good feedback. And we'll talk about the feedback so far in just a second. But I really like it. So I hope that you guys enjoy it too. I felt like it was a good way to kick off the year. So what I wanted to do was talk about some of the key moments of the video and give you guys some extra insight into the process and some uh, stuff that's living under the surface of just the regular video, just some extra content. It's almost like the bonus features on a DVD. And first of all, let's just start off with that intro. I, I had fun making this intro. Sometimes you look through something like Epidemic Sound, you find a song that really resonates. And when I heard this, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's, I'm definitely going to use that. And uh, I threw it together this little intro for the video and I don't really know how much that affects a video whether it's good or bad or if people really like it or just wish I'd get right into the content for some people I feel like the people who aren't really subscribers it's just like the comments just get on with it like your intro is too long or I like you you're an okay but you just talk too much or but then there's the people who are really into the channel really into the community and they're like no this is good how it is and they really they're happy with everything that you do but it's good. It's good to hear the, you know, critiques. And also it's good to get some good feedback too. But this song, I really like this song. And so I had fun making this intro. Also, I got to say, I spent some time over the break. I know it's been a while since I even did this podcast. And people have been like, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? And people have also been like, where's Apple Hype? When's it coming back? Is it dead? And let me just say real quick, uh, this is a side note. I know Apple Hype is coming back. It's planning a comeback. 
Um, there was a little break. I'll talk more about it. Um, just been thinking about it. Want to get it right. Not just for you guys, but for me too, because I'm going to be the one maintaining it. So I just keep your ears open for news about Apple Hype. But I didn't just take a break. I spent a little time. I mostly took a break over the holidays, but I spent just a little time. I, I did some real work on trying to get the lighting how I wanted it down in this space where I'm actually recording the podcast right now. It's the normal studio space that you see on the channel right now with the wood background and also the so the lighting, the sound. I just really tried to dial in the look that I was after. And I really thought about it and I was like, what do I want? I tried a bunch of different things. I tried a bunch of different microphones, a bunch of different lighting techniques, and it took me a long time. The footage looks funny <laughs> because, yeah, it wasn't business attire while I was filming myself. I'll just say that. But taking the time to dial those things in really paid off, I feel. And I feel like if you go watch this video, this is the first video where I feel like everything's truly dialed in in this studio space. In the past, there have been some bad echoes and there were a couple videos where I fixed that echo. And that's why you saw me using a different microphone for the video before this. Just, I was desperate. In fact, that AirPods Max video, that would have come out a lot sooner than it did, but I recorded and the audio was so bad, I just couldn't use it. And I even had two mics running. I had a backup audio source and it was just unusable. I, I just had to throw it all in the trash and just say, okay, I'm going to have to revisit this later. And then it hit right with the break and everything. And I lost a lot of momentum. I had all the B-roll, all the pretty shots and stuff. I just didn't have the talking part because it was unusable. And I just was like, I can't do that anymore. I, I have to dial it in. So I did. I spent the time and I dialed it in. And I'm really happy and excited with the payoff. I, I feel like everything really came together. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about it. I did some color grading, some correcting, and then some grading on top of it, which is like where you get more artistic with it. And the difference is subtle because I do the subtlety. I'm not always subtle in the things that I do in the videos, but I feel like subtleness and tastefulness is important versus just overdoing it with especially some, a color grade. But there have been videos in the past where just my skin tones were just off. And I just feel like this year, hopefully, everything's really coming together on a different level. And it's going to be a lot more professional. Somebody tweeted the other day, every video that you make is somebody's first introduction to you. And that is very true. And so for the people that start watching this year to the channel, and shout out to everybody that's been around for a while. Every now and then somebody's like, hey, I've been a you know, subscriber since way back in the day, since this or that. And then I remember, I'm like, wow, that was a long time ago. And I'm always just impressed. It's, it's just so fun to connect with people who have been writing with Daily Tech for so long. It's also weird too. I feel like at any given time, there's like different super fans of the channel. And I can think back years and five different screen names or names pop into my head of people who've just been like the fan of the moment or month or year. And I could tell you who I think that is right now too, because they pop up. But then after a while, they drop off. Somebody else becomes the next super fan. But anyways, I feel like there's potential on a personal level, on a business level for the channel to have a really great year. And then it's also disappointing where I feel like society is right now too, because it often feels like, why are things, why does it have to be the way that it is right now? But I'm, I'm enthusiastic about the stuff that I'm doing with the channel. And hopefully some of that enthusiasm can rub off on the audience in a positive way. And hopefully I'm there to uh, 
be at least some kind of a bright spot, I hope, in the lives of, of the people that come within our circle of influence here at Daily Tech. But I'll just wrap up this whole rambling section by just saying, man, if there's something that feels off for you, like me with the studio here, just take the time outside of your normal schedule to go try to dial it in, test stuff, try stuff, and you'll know with empirical facts like this works the best or that works the best. Also, shout out to another YouTuber who reached out and they're like, hey, this mic, that's the mic that you want to use too. Um, Although, interestingly, I will just mention, uh, I tested a bunch of different mics and I've got a ton. I've got some from Rode, from Sure, some lav mics, some boom mics, some what you would more consider like a podcast mic, just mics upon mics, right? That I've collected over the years and tried out over the years. And for this space, which has these hard echoey walls and surfaces, just nothing was really working. I tried messing around with the placement, aiming it into my chest instead of my mouth. And just, it was tough sledding. But the mic that I settled on after I did some testing and I did the exact same kind of a shot with each mic and then listen to it, and I messed around with the placement stuff, the mic that I ended up going with, I couldn't believe it myself. It was the Deity mic, the Deity S2, I think. I don't know. And Deity, it's like a budget mic brand. They're new. So I didn't go with a Rode. I didn't go with like a Shure or an Audio-Technica, although I'm considering still an Audio-Technica based on somebody's recommendation. I was on the verge of buying a, a much more expensive microphone something like the MKH416 or the MKH50 or MK50. I don't know what it is, but there's some expensive microphones that are like the go-to mics for Hollywood or for YouTubers when they're upgrading. And I was seriously considering those. But this Deity microphone, the budget option that uh, was in my arsenal, that's what ended up sounding the best to my ears. And I'm using it. I'm going with it. I'm really excited about how the audio sounded in this last video. So... Please do go and just notice the lighting and the look because I tried really hard to dial it and washed in some blue into the back subtly into the wood paneling. And I messed around with doing some different things, blue and teal, orange and teal, sorry, and just kind of going crazier. But I ended up with this subtle look. I just think it looks really good. Let me, as I'm just reminiscing uh, about this video that I shot, I'm looking at some of the early shots. I got to give a good shout out here to Keychron. They sent over the Keychron K4 and it's a mechanical keyboard. I tried to get it a little bit quieter this time because when I got the K3, I got it as loud and as clacky as possible. And that was fun, but it also is obnoxious. And I thought I like it. Uh, I like the tactile feel and stuff. It's fun. I feel like it's a little sloppier to type with actually than maybe the default magic keyboard that's just on my 16 inch MacBook Pro or something. But it's a fun experience. I have trouble pulling myself away from it because I do like it. I'm using it right now. I'll probably continue to use it. It's a fun, fun keyboard. So if you're looking for a keyboard for your setup, that's one. I didn't really talk much about it in the video because I'll probably will when it comes to the desk setup episode itself. Not just talking about the stuff that I was going to buy and the why did I buy it, which was this episode. But with the RGB lights and the tactile nature and even they sent over like a wooden wrist rest that was something that i didn't use out of the box because i was like "Mm, it doesn't really look the the best it's not that it looks bad it's just not i'm not used to using a wrist rest and i didn't really want to so i was using it without and then i tried it because i was just gonna stash it store it but i was like i'll give it a try oh wow it made a huge difference 
uh, to the whole experience. And now I've become even more obsessed with the K4. So anyways, K4, awesome. If you're looking for a good keyboard, it's something to consider anyways. It's funny because in the video, I ended up including a bunch of shots from previous desk setup videos, mostly as a way to stack in the value, hopefully for people in terms of exposing them to all the different kind of setups that I've had over the years. So there was several different desk setups that I pulled from just for some B-roll footage, especially early on in the video. And it was weird reminiscing from setups past because there were some interesting setups. The last setup, and I show a shot of it kind of pretty close to the beginning. Yeah, that was pretty killer. It was my ultra wide and I had the iPad Pro and I had a sidecar running and somebody commented, well, aren't you using sidecar anymore in the keyboard with sidecar as your like your main keyboard for your whole Mac setup? And I haven't been doing that with with the actual temporary desk that I've been using that setup because it's just temporary. And but maybe when I get the permanent setup all set up and going now that I've got stuff ordered, then I'll probably plan on getting some sidecar action going again. But it's interesting. I'll just say a little feedback on that. I've had some comments lately where people are like, well, it just seems like they want to do whatever I do. And that's flattering on the one hand. But on the other hand, the whole point of this video, I, I tried to make it clear. It was like, don't just copy what you're on Instagram. And I guess I left it unsaid, but I thought it was implied or YouTube or anywhere else just because of the looks or because somebody else is doing it. But start with what your needs are. And so I'll just say here, don't do stuff just because You've seen me do it, of all people. Start from your needs and your what you need. And what I said in the video was, look at your setup, your current setup, and just say, what isn't working here? Before you go into your next setup, that's the place to start, I think. That's what I did. And then I identified several different things that weren't work great for me and how I could fix those. And that led me to make some decisions when I made the purchases that I did. So anyways... Obviously, I create this content to give you guys ideas, and I really tried hard on this video to link everything up and everything that was mentioned to make, basically, it's just like a, a turnkey kit for making a setup with some good recommendations to go off of, because if you see something you like, and I include all the alternative desks and stuff that I looked at, and so I do obviously intend for you guys to take a recommendation, get you started off in a good path, on a good path, but also just, in my advice would be don't just copy anyone including me just shot for shot but the other setup that i featured it was from a long time ago is an imac setup because when things got started when i made the switch from being a blogger to a youtuber i had an old macbook air i think it was just bottom of the barrel in terms of specs because i bought it to be a writing machine so i got a really small one i didn't need any crazy specs because i wasn't going to do anything but write and publish on a WordPress site. And when I switched to video stuff, I was suddenly trying to edit 4K video and what? I was able to do it, which is amazing. This is long before the M1 days. And I was pretty blown away. It did take a while, quite a bit longer than I would have liked, but I was able to edit 4K on that thing, which is a blogging machine, which is crazy. But after that, I did get an iMac at some point and it wasn't an iMac Pro because I don't even think the, the Pro was out at that point. Uh, I could be wrong, but it was an iMac and I had uh, at the time... The Grove made look was super popular. I think I still see it around every now and then, but it was like really popular then because it was newer, I feel like. And I had some Grove made accessories. I had these awesome art screens. I don't even remember the company now because they've gone out of business. And I'm not even sure their art that was in their app was licensed, to be honest. Hopefully it was. 
but it was a fun setup and it was fun to see it again. I had the autonomous standing desk. Actually, it's the standing desk that I'm using as my temporary setup right now while I'm waiting for all this stuff. That's the desk from that video and the video when you see it because it's got all the animations and stuff and the the swinging stick sculpture, which is from one of the Iron Man movies. And I'm going to bring that back, by the way, in the new office space. I like desk toys. I like little sculptures and fun things, especially things that can add some motion and some interest in video. So that's coming back. I got to find some batteries for it because it looks like a perpetual motion machine, but it's not. But that was fun. It was fun to see that. And if you are new around here and you haven't seen that setup, it'd be fun to watch this video just for those clips to see. And you can see an old video. I don't think it's even up anymore where I'm like testing snacks. I went way off track for what the channel is. And somebody sent me like a box of snacks. This is a long time ago when I used to shoot in my garage still. And I had uh, the garage set, which was all hot and cold. It was never just right because it was in the garage. And I don't know, I was just making content. And I thought maybe people will like to watch Chris eating snacks. No, no one wanted to watch that. <laughs> and they were like Japanese snacks or something. I don't know. They were good. But you can see a little clip of me like snacking away and it just looks like a younger Chris. It's weird. But you can see it in the new video. Yeah. One thing I can mention with this setup is the overall budget. I didn't mention it in the actual video itself, but I think it came in somewhere around the five to 6,000 region. And I saw a lot of comments from people saying, this is for when Ikea is too cheap or, or like you didn't do Ikea. You're really being a hipster or my setup is just like Chromebook on the floor. And I get it. So, you know, this was a, not a cheap setup, but let me just address that notion of, oh, this is too rich for my blood. A couple things. Number one, I do plan on doing a budget friendly, a more budget version, like a, a budget alternative to the exact pieces that I got this, that stuff. I'm going to do my best to find a really cool budget friendly alternative. Cause I feel like for just about anything that I found, there was stuff that was similar. That was a lot more. And that was also noticeably cheaper. That was very similar. So I'm going to challenge myself and try to put together a bunch of things. So there's that, but also I just want to say, I have not always been at a point where I could just drop uh, several thousand dollars on, uh, Hey, I want something and just go do it. Right. That hasn't been the historical Chris from daily tech. You know, I wouldn't say I grew up rich. It was definitely middle class. And beyond that, after college and I was married, there were times I got, you guys don't know anybody's story, right? You just, everyone, like Andy Mineo said, one of his songs, everyone sees, they see you on the top of the mountain, but nobody sees the climb necessarily. And I think that's definitely true for me. There was several jobs that I was working that I was underpaid, uh, that I hated, and I got fired from two of them. But yeah, there were some times where I remember just like eating saltine crackers because the funds were low at the time and definitely could never have afforded any of this stuff in this video. I just want to say, I, I really worked hard and worked my way up. And at some point I dumped all our, we, me and my wife, we dumped our retirement that I had built up from these other jobs into starting daily tech properly. And it, it was a gamble. It was a risk. It was an entrepreneurial thing to do. But if you persist and you do take those risks and you're willing to put up with some pain, like when you start a company, it's not always glamorous, right? At the beginning, at the get-go. And that's for years. That was the case for us. But when you invest time and money into something, it can pay off. And it's getting to the point where it's feeling like it's paying off nicely. But my story isn't the story of someone who always had just a ton of money to, to throw. And that's not me at all. So I don't want people thinking like, oh, Chris, 
You're so unrelatable. If you come from humbler circumstances at the moment, I can absolutely relate because I was there. So hard work pays off. But I show a brief screenshot of uh, some of the places that I went shopping if, for all the stuff that I got. I spent probably the most, it looks like, at a company called Inside Weather. They were new to me. I ran into them one day. I don't know if it was an Instagram ad or what. Instagram ads are a little too targeted, if you know what I mean. And a lot of the stuff I, I actually wouldn't purchase from Inside Weather because I don't like the colors and stuff. And But I was able to... I've never seen the ability to customize so much a piece of furniture as I've seen at Inside Weather. And you can see this in the video, all the different patterns. And it's like a, a wrap almost that you can put on anything, on some of the cushions, on the front of furniture, wood furniture, all these different patterns and shapes and colors is crazy. And not to mention different wood types and stuff. And I, that really appealed to me, being able to super customize what I was doing. And... While I was on that site, I think that's where I started putting together the color scheme that I might be after with a black and white and walnut art looking theme. And I talked about in the video, kind of wanting to make like an art museum -y look. And hopefully I've succeeded with that in the limited space that I have. Obviously can't touch the architecture side of things, but I can put books on architecture in there because I really like that. I cited the Denver Art Museum. It's one of my favorite buildings to have visited, but there's definitely a lot of lines and geometry happening and some of the pieces feel like art itself like one of the chairs so anyways if you go see the video you know what i'm talking about plus the actual art that i've gotten put up and i'll put more too as time goes on but yeah i spent like 2200 ish at inside weather and i actually i spent a little bit more because you know what they did they sent me a 400 hundred dollar gift card after that purchase so that's something to keep in mind that's not advertised or anything but apparently they're dishing out some gift cards so inside tip the desk itself, and then a matching side table, which I customized, and talk more about that and show that in the video, those came from room and board. My wife found the desk, so I got to give her credit here. I did in the video, too. I was getting frustrated with the desk search. There was all these desks. None of them did I really fall in love with until I found the Pratt. And even the Pratt, which I ended up with, it still wasn't like exactly what I was looking for. In my mind, I wanted something really simple, but yet that looked like something that I wanted to spend a lot of time at. And I just wasn't finding it. They were either all, just all pure wood or just the wrong shape or color. I wanted originally something with some built-in storage because I was tired of working at desks that didn't have built-in storage. And my way of solving that was even though I didn't get the Pratt, I found some extra storage in the form of a credenza or side table or sideboard, whatever they called it. And obviously I have a closet in there too, but that will sit close enough to the desk where I can actually store stuff in there. and won't be bad. So I wasn't sure about the Pratt at first, but I really have ended up really liking it. So I'm super excited. Everything else on the list, I was trying to get everything to ship within 30 days because I wanted to get this put together fast. But the Pratt, it was going to take two and a half months or something to actually get it. And that was just for the size. I actually might've gone with the 71 inch desk, Although I think I'm glad that I didn't because I think that would have been overdoing it a little bit for the space. But I ended up with a 60-inch. But, man, the shipping times were just atrocious because shipping times are bad anyways for anything like furniture-related right now. But with Inside Weather and with some other companies that I had found and, and been doing some scouting, I did try to shop for stuff that was going to be able to get here within a month. So basically everything should arrive except for the desk within a month, which is unfortunate. But I found 
the print desk and I was like, you know what? That's the desk that I really want to have. It's going to be worth waiting a little bit longer to, to get something that I really want instead of just something fast at room and board. I think I spent in the neighborhood of 1600. And then the two places that I've gotten art so far were at iconic. So this is like a canvas company. It's like motivational. If you watch the office or if you grew up, if you're around the same age as me, then you saw these motivational posters and they're just everywhere. And especially in work settings, they're cheesy. Sometimes they're at schools too. And this is like an updated take on it. It is motivational art, but it's got a little more of an edge to it. And some of it is a little bit cheesy on Iconic, but a lot of it is actually pretty cool. And they've done some cool collaborations. I talked about that in the video, like with Gary V, right? Everyone's favorite entrepreneurial advice giver. They've done some other ones too. Like they've done Monopoly was one, and which I wouldn't really say I would go for. <laughs> but I liked the sayings on these canvases for the Monopoly stuff. But imagery is like monopoly i wasn't super into it but there's some interesting collaborations and just their regular stuff is interesting too i wanted to have a little bit of inspiration in there instead of just art like just the creativity to look at the creativity is important and like i said in the video i do feel like actually for me and i come from a design background i actually studied design in college but i said in the video i feel more creative when i'm surrounded by creativity hence this idea that came to me of wanting to what would my dream office be? Oh, maybe working in an art museum, sort of. I like that clean, white look of the inside of the spaceship in 2001 A Space Odyssey. That movie can be obnoxiously long and boring and stuff, but I just like that imagery of that white spaceship, the interior. Also, just there's certain art museums where I've been, and it's almost like an Apple store, too. Like, the interiors are in art, the minimalism, the white... But I think minimalism can go too far too. So I didn't, you know, get too far into the minimalism here. But there are certain places like you, if you have ever been to the Denver Art Museum, which probably no, most of you haven't, but you can also look it up online, all the angles and stuff on the interior with these sharp edges. If you go up the stairs, there's a kind of a main stairway. It's all white and it's just, it's cool. It's like that spaceship reminds me. So that's why I wanted that white and black look i like it. it's also that stormtrooper look i talk about sometimes i like that combination white and black and then i added some of that walnut in there too just for i don't know the hint of sophistication maybe i don't know it looked good i thought but at iconic i think i ended up dropping about 600 bucks because i got some fairly big canvases i didn't go the biggest size but it's the one right under and same for the prints that i got from inside weather they actually had some prints that i liked and they were the only prints really that i would have gotten from there just because of the colors but the inside weather prints those were the, also not the biggest size the one right under but they're still pretty huge then the other place that i went i'd been saving stuff forever in my mind i talked a little bit about that in the video but there's an app it's called my mind I love it. And the video that I made that featured it, I've been saving it forever because that's what I do, guys. When I find something cool, I save it. And then when I get three or four or five really awesome things around a subject, then I make a video about it. So I do that and I run into stuff organically and save it as opposed to, oh, I should make a video about these kind of apps or something and do a Google search, these kind of apps, and then pick some. You know, that's not how I do it. Like I, I try to get stuff that I actually run into and would use in real life. So I was saving my mind for to make the best video ever. And then I made the mistake of featuring that widget right at the beginning of the video that shows you how many years you have left until you're 90. And that's what everyone obsessed with. And it tanked the video because people jumped out to go look for it and they never came back. 
And then every, I don't think in the one video I was so excited about to show my mind, nobody came back to actually see it. And the video just didn't do well in the views department. I'm super disappointed about that because my mind deserves to be shared more. So hopefully some people will find out about it here. But that's where I've been saying stuff. Ran into, again, I'm not sure where I found it, but this dude named Andy Blank, I think is an artist and he had some interesting paintings. He had some interesting prints. They're like really high quality museum-y prints with shadow boxes. I got one that was uh, black shadow box, one that was white shadow box, match what I was doing. And one of the pictures was like a spacesuit dude in a spacesuit. I think he's on like the Metro or something. I liked the one of the dude in the spacesuit. He had a whole series. Uh, there was a guy in a spacesuit out in a forest or something really liked the composition and, and the look, but it felt a little bit lonely and I didn't want a lonely feeling permeating my space, even though I liked the picture. But then to go with that kind of space theme with that one, I also got called Air Jordans on the Moon or something. No, what's it called? Oh yeah, Moon Force One uh, is the name of the, the second one. So it's a recreated moon boot, but Air Force Ones instead. So anyways, yeah, I, and I thought about actually doing more of a space thing because I like space stuff. Star Wars, I did grow up watching Star Trek a little bit. Science fiction, I, I like science fiction. So this was a way of including it that was like a little bit more classy and, and then just, I don't know, whatever. It felt like it would have been a little cheesier to do just a bunch of Star Wars stuff, although I probably will sneak in some Star Wars stuff. I found some pretty cool uh, Stormtrooper bookshelves that would fit in with this look. Uh, so maybe I'll throw something like that in. I don't know. But that was about 338 bucks at Andy's site. Oh, I should mention, back on Iconic, there was one other thing besides... Uh, so I got two prints there. One was The Price of Happiness, and the other one was Nobody Cares, Work Harder. And uh, like the philosophy behind those two, you can read about it in the description. But there was another one. It's called The Climb, and it says... And this is going over the the uh, closet. that It, it says... It's got a picture of the mountains, a little person on the top of a peak, and it says, the best views come from the hardest climbs, something like that, which is really true. I feel like that's what I was just telling you guys a second ago, that very thing. And so I'm going to keep that right in front of me. I have to say, at Inside Weather, I almost got everything from there. I came really close. You guys can see this desk in the video. I just briefly mentioned it as one of the alternatives that I looked at, but it's the Jorn media desk and maybe i'm mispronouncing that because if it's scandinavian it's probably yorn or something and i probably butchered even that but j-o-r-n media desk it was really unique because it had a storage area underneath but uh, it was just a storage area under your surface it didn't have any drawers or anything that closed and it was cool it was different i liked it and then it had i don't know what you would call them almost like risers and you didn't have to get them but you could get them and, and configure them in different ways almost like shelves that float off the back and I thought, oh, that's the perfect size to put like a HomePod mini. And on the top, you could put your monitor and just they were cool. And then, of course, you could do the, the whole customization thing that Inside Weather lets you do. I was really close to buying it. And I was talking to, you know, to my wife about it. And she's seems a little small. And I got to thinking about it. And it was just too small, especially if I'm going to be using an ultra wide monitor. And they didn't have a longer version, unfortunately. So I still think about that desk because... I really did like it, but it's worth checking out. One thing I'll say, I, I had a part of the video where I was talking about the credenza or the sideboard, which is basically just storage, right? It almost looks like a, a media table you'd put a TV on. The one that I got, I do fully intend to put it over 
the surge protector and the mess of cords and stuff coming out of that surge protector. I do that. I'm going to strategically place it over those. I called it cord management. It's really not. It's more like the digital equivalent. Well, it's not really digital. It's just the equivalent of sweeping the mess under the rug, except it's going under the sideboard, but that will work out really well for me. And I was using the AR function on inside weather's site to view this stuff in the space and see what it would look like. And I was like, that probably would cover that. And I checked it out and yeah, it did. And yeah, that's actually pretty cool. And I will say too, I'll notice I was using the iPhone 12 Pro Max with that LiDAR sensor to do that AR thing. And you can see it a little bit in the video when I was showing that sideboard, the AR version, the instance of it, that LiDAR sensor really shows you a better version of AR because I was able to put that against the wall in AR and my chair didn't get all weird. Like it knew to cut out the chair, I think because of that LiDAR sensor and it's an office chair. It's, it's like an irregularly shaped chair to have to cut around for AR, but it handled it just perfectly though. So I was really impressed with the way that my 12 Pro Max with the LiDAR sensor handled that AR. It came in really handy because otherwise when you get bad AR, things just mesh together and stuff goes into the wall and objects can't really be in front or it just, it, it gets weird. So this was actually a really cool AR experience. And Inside Weather was like one of the only places, if not the only place out of the companies that I actually had interacted with and did some research on that let me do the AR. It was a big selling point for me. I'll just mention, I said in the video, I wanted an extra seating area, a different place to go and work that, so I wasn't just pinned to the desk. I was actually really disappointed that I that wasn't going to end up going with the couch. I wanted a leather couch, like a small sofa, 72 inch, like a love seat kind of small thing. Because that would fit in the space. It actually would. I measured it, but I wasn't sure if I could get it in the door. And I didn't want to chance it because if shipping times were like two months and then to have it not fit and then to have to start, I didn't want to go down that route. So I ended up going with the chair instead. And I really like the chair, at least the look of it. We'll see when it comes, if it's comfortable and I like it in person. But I plan on liking it because it looks cool. But honestly, I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't get that sofa or that I, I felt like I shouldn't. Because I just pictured lounging on it, laying around, something comfy, could lay on it. And I think that would become my iPad area, whether it's the chair or the couch or whatever. This is going to be my iPad area. That's why I got that side table. But that is the one area where I feel like I really compromised just in order to make everything work. But hopefully it's not really going to end up being much of a compromise. I don't need it in my office. I just wanted a leather couch. But I am really happy with the way things turned out. Let me mention something that I mentioned around 11.20 in the video, 11 minutes, 20 seconds. There's this thing called uh, Blick, B-L-I-K, surface skin or surface skins. And what they are, sort of like phone skins, but for bigger surfaces, for your furniture. And the way that I found them was by, I don't know, I, I had a desk in, in the studio and I had it for a long time and I was like, for, well, for one thing, I, got, I told you guys, I got comments. People were like, you look like a floating just half body there because that wood desk really blends into the wall, the way that you're lighting everything. You should do something different. And I got to thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do something totally different than anything I've seen. I was like, instead of just buying a different desk, in fact, I wonder if there isn't something that's like a skin, a phone skin for a desk. And I didn't know if it existed, but I went searching for it. And lo and behold, I found these Blick surface skins and it looks like they've been around for eight years i don't know how i've never run into them before so i was like i'm gonna give it a try and see and it came a while back and i installed it and you guys have seen it it's a, a funky brush stroke of all different kinds of colors green and teal and blue and orange 
like paint splatters and that's the desk that you guys have been seeing in the latest videos and i'm pretty happy with it it was reasonable enough to install and it definitely gave me a different look than what i've been seeing still deciding if i really like it but for 70 bucks or something it was a worthwhile purchase so that didn't get a lot of airtime. It was like a blink and miss it thing in the video. So I just wanted to go into that in a little bit more depth. It feels like a high quality thing. And it's a great way if you're like, hey, I don't want to spend 1600 bucks on a desk or even 500 bucks on a desk. You could use a desk that you have because they have different sizes of these skins, like the normal desk sizes. And just for 50 or 60 or 70 bucks, depending on the size, just totally redo your desk and your space for not that much money. So it's something to look into anyways. Anyways, that's a little bit of extra background information. I think that hopefully you'll find interesting for this particular video. And I'll just say for the future episodes, I think the next one, once all this stuff finally arrives, I'll probably do two videos for sure. The desk setup, the actual desk setup just itself, and then the office space. So you guys have a preview of what's coming because of the pieces and stuff. What you don't know is how I'm actually going to set it up. What accessories am I going to use for the desk? All of that stuff. What kind of stuff am I going to stock the bookshelves and the, the sideboard? What's going to be on there? All that stuff. That's all a mystery still at this point. You know the bones of the setup, but you don't know the fine details. So those two videos are going to be coming up for sure. And then on top of that, I've been thinking about, I want to do a budget alternative. I mentioned that. And something else I might do is interview some other tech YouTubers or just YouTubers about desk setup ideas. And I think because by the time this mini series wraps up, I want it to be like a whole solid resource, like catalog it's really useful for people. And maybe that's something I'll do more of is some of these miniseries. I like that idea. We'll see how this goes. And I do have some other ones already in mind, particularly one surrounding the iPad and, and using it um, in very specific ways, some techniques. I'm excited about that one. So not just like apps and not just like your normal tips, like really concrete ways of, of utilizing an iPad. Ah, I can't give away too much, but I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a fun series. There's a lot of good content to come. And I think this is going to be a good pillar starting video for it. I think most of the views for this video are going to be from new people. If I had to guess, probably a lot of the traffic for this is going to be like the other death set of videos that I've done where they've done well in search. So in other words, they didn't do a hundred thousand views overnight or even in a month, but they've just been like solid performers over a period of months and weeks and to the point where they get 300,000, 400,000 views, that kind of thing. I assume that's going to be what this video and some of the other ones in this series end up doing. Oh, and I should say too, something else that was not at all even discussed in this video was lighting. I don't know why I didn't include it. It's not something that I've tackled yet. I haven't ordered anything, but I do have some fun stuff planned for that too. Maybe a little bit surprising, a little bit different than what other tech people have done. Again, it's not your standard like Ikea set up. There's plenty of that out there. So if that's the look you're going for, obviously there's lots of videos to check out. This is, I want to do something different, something unique for me, not because I just wanted to show you guys something unique. No, I just wanted something unique for myself. And hopefully then you get some inspiration ideas too. That was the idea, but I'm really excited about it. If you can't tell, and I do think you guys should go check it out if you haven't. Other than that, Thank you for hanging out. This has been a fun episode. Good way to kick off the year, I think. Hopefully it's a good distraction for you guys despite everything going on. Yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up and say I'll catch you guys in the next podcast and or video or tweet or Instagram later. 
Welcome to the other party out of vibe. Well, you know we get lit and come alive. And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah. Welcome to the other party out of vibe. Well, you know we get lit and come alive. And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah. So 12 are giving you the heat The reviews from Chris you gotta see Daily Tech got the facts that you need And it's a whole crew you gotta meet After party it's the place you gotta be And you can't really beat it cause it's free Trying to give you unbiased critiques Quality you should take it from me Cause we care about our customers Pull up a seat, got a whole team Giving you the best and do it by any means Brand new Mac and know it's looking clean It's the after party, live from the mountains Wanna cop some, shouldn't be a doubt about it Looking for great reviews, then you found it Connecting with the fans, hope you get a lot out of it Welcome to the other party, I did When you know we get a little come alive and you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah. Welcome to the other party, got that vibe. Well, you know we getting lit and come alive. And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah.